Algar Productions. Despite the title, the following podcast is most decidedly not for kids. This is the Kids Love Static Shock Podcast with your hosts, Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Episode 129 Out of Africa and Fallen Hero with Gav Brown. Hi, pals. Back once again. I'm Al. I'm Maggie. I'm Gav. Oh, okay. right. The Irish yes. Version. Uh, yes, that's that's Gav. Irish mm-hmm. Gav. And yeah, we're here for more static. And uh, hmm, these these ones weren't so bad. No, I quite enjoyed both of these. Yeah, yeah. not uh, Gav. You're fortunate. Some of these have been not very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a lot of them, said, or a few. Um, maybe half. Would yeah. you say, Maggie? I would say no. about half. The nice thing, yeah. like we've said this before, but like. Virgil's personality really pulls even a bad one out, you know? Yeah. Like, I like that kid a lot. Yep. Same. But, uh... but there's some Richie-centric episodes, or just, just some just some poorly written, some badly real, animated uh, ones. Like, yeah. early 2000s generic superhero garbage. Uh, uh, I, I received some news that might not be entirely reliable. I was talking to Tilo about mm. us doing um, uh, Zeta Project next, and she watched that show when it aired. And oh wow, her memory of that was that it was much more kid oriented than even this show. Great, but she admits that that was twenty years ago, and she may be misremembering. Well, Gav, are you are you familiar with the Zeta Project at all? I, I'm aware of it, but I've never <laughs> seen it. Oh, okay, in the same I, way I, that apparently all of us are aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that that's got a show with oh as many episodes as this show. Really? Good <laughs> God. Okay. Have a robot? Was... Yep. Is it? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. The titular yeah, Zeta up, Project. He showed up on Batman Beyond twice, and uh, the second time he was nothing like the first time. Mm. So, real like, they completely overhauled the character. So, really, yeah. he only showed up once. Well, they gave him a head, for one thing. Right. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. Also a working penis, I guess? I don't know. I'm trying to <laughs> think of other things. Well, like, good uh, for him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> interesting you went through that. Well, I particularly since what it's... love is. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. You'll have that in your head for the entire Beep boop. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but actually, uh, this time in uh, Static, we got uh, the return of it and uh, a character we were very pleased about last time. So, yeah. Uh, let's hope they don't mess that up. Maggie, why don't you tell us what happens in uh, Out of Africa? All right. So Virgil and Sharon are helping out the return Dr. Anoki from the, from the Static in Africa episode. A collection of African treasures being displayed in Dakota. And I guess the Hawkinsons really made an impression during their vacation. Unfortunately, Anoki has to throw Virgil and Sharon out when he discovers an evil snake man has arrived. I appreciate his heroism, but then he dumps one of the African treasures on Sharon, which, that's a teenage girl, Doc. I I don't know what kind of defense you're expecting here. Like, look, I'm not saying Sharon isn't formidable. I'm just saying that this dude is made of snakes. He's got two arms that are snakes with smaller snakes for for hands. Like, he's like knee-jerk if his saws were snakes on his arms. (laughs) Anyway... Snake jerk attacks, looking for some, <laughs> looking for something. Luckily, Static returns, sensing that something is up, and fights both Snake Jerk and his buddy Bug Jerk, a guy who can turn from one gross bug into a lot of gross bugs. Then Nancy arrives to provide some exposition. Uh, if you've forgotten Nancy, he's the spider-themed hero of Africa, and he rules. He and Static go looking for the missing treasure, a spider that makes illusions. But of course, Sharon has that. Speaking of Sharon, she's discovered that she has a magic spider that does her chores for her, and heads over to the smartest person that she knows for help. Uh, but he's out of town, so she goes and finds Richie. 
That plan takes about five seconds before Snake Jerk arrives and tears a big-ass hole in Richie's house. Snake Jerk kidnaps Sharon while Richie runs away to hide, I mean change into gear. The Jerks take Sharon back to their headquarters where Oso Osobo is waiting. Uh, that's the cat guy from Static in Africa, and he wants the spider for defeating Anansi purposes. Then Anansi and Static show up, everyone fights for a while, and Anansi uses the last of his illusion powers to pull a Batman Forever Two-Face on Osobo, making there appear to be a bunch of spiders. Osbo can't sanction this buffoonery and is then arrested. The end. <laughs> Always appreciate a can't sanction this buffoonery reference. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> uh, Gav, were you familiar with uh, Knee Jerk from uh, from Batman Beyond? The uh, the character find of two thousand and one. I, I ask no. this only because we delight in describing Knee Jerk to people who may not be familiar. So then I, I will not stand in your I will I will set this up, Maggie. You can pay it off. There was a there was a group of uh, younger uh, criminals who uh, uh, hijacked or uh, uh, extorted a uh, like a cyberneticist type and uh, made him modify their bodies. And uh, one of them got like uh, what like extending arms or something yep. like that. And one of them got like like super strength. And then there was this guy. And then there's knee jerk, uh, <laughs> whose knees turn into chainsaws. No, his knees were chainsaws. I do hope his, 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 his name was Major. And if you're wondering, wouldn't it be really inconvenient to have your knees be chainsaws? Yes. Oh, incredibly so. Terry just immediately defeats him every single time they fight. <laughs> because his knees, because a, a his vital knees joint when you're trying to stand up. Are chainsaws. Are chainsaws. How would you do anything? You would. Precisely. <laughs> you could because see the animators. Your knees are yeah. chainsaws. <laughs> You could see the animators puzzling over the script and saying, well, no, that wasn't the typo. I called and confirmed it. Uh -huh. let's, let's do our best to draw this. Well, the guy's just going to fall over a lot. Yep, okay. yep. Imagine if but he yeah, was we... Catholic and had to take communion. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, he's sawing his way into the basement. <laughs> Body of... <laughs> also, uh, he wasn't actually called knee-jerk out loud in dialogue, but uh, in the credits, uh, he is referred to that way, and uh, I am amazed they just had the perfect joke. And yeah, no, and they didn't use it. Yeah. That is his, confidence in your work right there. His name <laughs> is Knee Jerk. Mm -hmm. And his knees are chainsaws. And he's a jerk. And he's a jerk. Yep. Uh, so, we were talking uh, about minute-by-minute uh, minute podcasts and uh, <laughs> how they're stupid. But I yeah, could definitely we... do a minute-by-minute minute podcast on Knee Jerk. Oh yeah, that episode was 22 minutes and we've probably talked about him for 50 minutes already at least. <laughs> Certainly more than the creator spent thinking him up. Oh yeah. Uh, ah. So we have our typical good and bad things. I actually came up with uh, an additional one for just this episode, mm. which is my I honestly don't know thing. Which was the <laughs> thing that Maggie mentioned in her summary about the snake guy who had snake heads for hands. Yep. Because I would put that guy in the same category as Knee Jerk as Okay, that's not a bad design, but but practically speaking, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. I I love these guys that show up on like superhero stuff or like a lot of like a lot of kids cartoons where like the design is like really cool. It's like, yeah, this guy's got this guy's a snake and he's got snakes for hands. Like He-Man pulled that shit off like 30 years ago or whatever. Oh, yeah. I was literally going to say he's just a yeah. He-Man villain. Yeah. Mhm. Mm but also like, you know, how does that guy poop? Yeah. How does how does he anything? Did they always have like when they first turned up in this episode, 
did they have snakes for hands? Well, these are, I believe, the actual mythological creatures. Yes, they're not people with the powers of the mythological mythological I, creatures. I'm not sure, and I don't remember enough about Static in Africa to. Uh... Yeah, so but okay. um, Ozigul doesn't have like lion faces for hands, does he? So yeah, <laughs> I know he's not a lion, but you know what I mean. And this does make me wonder if. Like, because I'm sure they based, like, I read a little, well, I read the DC wiki. I didn't sure. do any research, let's be clear. But uh, that, that this is actually based on some real West African mythology. Mm. But I, I wonder if there were any drawings of him with snake heads for hands sure. or if that was, like, sort of their embellishment. But, I think yeah, I, it just seems yeah. like a, a 2000 embellishment of, you know. It could I'm be. Surprised it wasn't feet as well. <laughs> but you oh, know God. those old. Sorry, go ahead. No, I would love if he had snake feet. <laughs> and also his snake tail is also a snake head. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and his little snake tongue has his tiny snake head at the end of it. Ah! Yeah. And let's, like the alien. let's not yeah, exactly. go any further than that. Yes, yes, let's that's all. <laughs> that is all. This is please, the Zeta project after see all. Above. How does he go to the bathroom? <laughs> mm-hmm. Not well. But, Maggie. but I mean you know, you've seen you've seen those like uh, uh, ancient cultures, like you know the the paintings and so forth. Mm -hmm. Like, they are some unusual drawings with not always the modern sense of scale and perspective and so wow. forth. Maybe maybe there were things that looked like that. Who knows? Well, Al, one of the universal myths that all cultures have is a guy <laughs> that's made out of snakes. That's true. I did I did forget about uh, Joseph Campbell's uh, mm -hmm. uh, seminal work on snake hands. The snake hands journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Wars was based off of Al. You mean Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh at that. That was terrible. Do you think they've ever done a snake villain where they don't speak like that? I mean, like, I'm at the point where, like, if they don't, then I'm mad that they don't, honestly. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, that like goes back to at least Cobra Commander, but yeah. probably earlier than that. Like, if a snake guy shows up and is like, ah, I'm snake guy. Or excuse mm -hmm. me, if a, guy, a snake guy shows up and goes, I'm snake guy, I'm going to get real mad and throw a shoe yeah. at him. Hey, how is it going? Yeah, hi, I'm snake guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I guess that's snake fish. Okay. Yeah, but that's not really it. That, that was a that was a three-second appearance in a Space Ghost episode from mm -hmm. 20 years ago that I've been quoting ever since. <laughs> Nobody knows who snake fish is. Oh, was he not a real Hanna-Barbera character? <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Chip it. Did you not menace oh. sna a, a snake ghost? Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So, snake guy has snake for hands. Yep. Mm -hmm. Bug guy turns into bugs. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. does leopard guy do? Apart from fight mostly, people. Mostly bosses people around, I think. Yeah, just pretty much. Seems like kind of a jerk to work for. <laughs> not a neat Stand jerk, but just a regular standard, <laughs> uh, <laughs> standard cartoon villain boss. Mm-hmm. Why your, am I your... surrounded by these fools? Yes, exactly. See, this is why Snake Guy and uh, Bug Guy should uh, form a union. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. They should definitely get the rest of the meta breed. <laughs> oh, God. Soup. Gav, I think you've mercifully missed out on most of the meta breed, which are uh, other people, uh, other bang babies. Mm, uh, uh -huh. Yeah. Um... Uh, that that fight Virgil and most of them are pretty lame. Mm -hmm. They should at least get what, what's his name? Kangus? Kangaroo uh, guy? Kang Kango? I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. Uh, are they all animals? Are they? No, uh, 
Just no, some of them. No. Just some. There's a guy who's got knives for hands and bad jokes for everything. Uh huh. He's 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 very yes. bad. But there's also <laughs> there's also Carmen Dillo. <laughs> yes. Who is an animal guy? Oh, and Chompus. Chompus, the dog man. <laughs> Who I think is the knee jerk of this show. Uh huh. He just he just had a dog's head instead of a regular head, and I think that was it. And his name was Chompus. <laughs> and his name was Chompus. At least these aren't entertaining. In Batman Beyond, they had the, you know, splicing. It just bored me to death. All the spliced animal mm-hmm. people. Oh, huh. this weird guy's a hyena. I liked that. Okay, but I could I could definitely see it. Yeah, it's not particularly creative. You're not mm. wrong. Ah. <sighs> All right, let's uh, let's get into this. Gav, what was your good oh, thing? Oh, yeah, right, the show. What was, mm-hmm. what was my good thing? Uh, I liked seeing Anansi back. He definitely yep. should have been on more. It's a shame they didn't incorporate him even into the DC Comics universe, because I thought he's a pretty cool character, and I just I... thought he would have been, but I had a look and it didn't seem like it had. I was thinking about that too, honestly, because, like, I, you know, like... DC's always trying to do that. Hey, look, we did some more like diverse characters. Like they, mm-hmm. they should be doing it, but also they get they like decide to do it occasionally. You know? Yeah. Right. And Probably seemed... whenever they receive some kind of criticism, and they're like, mm-hmm. uh, "Okay, we'll put out a book about it." <laughs> yeah, uh, we have uh, plenty of uh, characters of color. Look. Mm-hmm. We put them John all Stewart in, this in the one comics. Annual. Yes, they put it all out. John Stewart in the comic year. is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, they do that, and they also do that for Pride. Same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Marvel we can the uh, slowly uh, kill them off over the next five years and then bring back all the white people that we like. Yeah, probably. Well, Jon Stewart's almost always like the fourth or fifth rung, yeah. like, mm. like tier uh, Green Lantern, isn't he? After yeah. Hal and uh, uh, Kyle and Guy. Well, it was Kyle but, forever, and then they brought Hal back, and then it's just Hal, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, we'll put John in, I don't know, Green Lantern Corps or Green Lantern New Guardians or... Whatever mm-hmm. the fuck we've got going right now. Yeah. No, and and the thing about Anansi is, like, maybe at the time, I, well, if they were, I'm trying to think if that imprint that Static started on, what would you say it was? It's Icon. Icon, right? Yeah. yeah. Weren't they separate for a while, or were they always part of? No, I think they DC. were always part. I'd have to reread it. Like, okay. I was, I read the first issue of Static, and mm-hmm. then I promptly forgot about it, because I was reading X-Men comics like I always do. Of course. But, um, like... From what I could tell, like, yeah, it's it was supposed to be set in the DCU. Like, oh, okay, it's in Dakota, which is away from like all of the sort of like Gotham or whatever. So like, they right. can kind of be by themselves, but like, you know, if you want to do a crossover, or yeah, whatever. you could. Hmm. Okay, because I was trying to think. I know DC bought up a bunch of smaller imprints mm-hmm. in in the nineties. Like, maybe it started out as its own thing. But my point is, he could have at least appeared in those sort of self-contained books mm-hmm. and then maybe dc didn't want anything to do with them but i guess i guess not but maybe it's a rights thing too that's kind of stuff's always weird you know i don't know the um you know the spider god they talk about in this episode that they gave him mm-hmm. into which mm-hmm. i've forgotten um they exist in the dc universe but they're an evil yes. evil spider god or something mm. i'm not in a jms spider-man kind of one Oh, excuse me, JMS is at my door. He to <laughs> tell us about the new season of Babylon 5 he's working on. Have you heard the good news? About- nope, <laughs> sure haven't. Goodbye. Go away. No, I- Go away, J. Michael Strunz. Go walk somewhere. Go, go uh-huh. finish one of your comics. Yeah, don't you have uh... a Superman comic to finish? <laughs> I got fired again. <laughs> um, 
I, no, Nancy's fantastic. He's he's because he's like that trickster thing. Yeah, like he does have a, a like the tiniest bit of a Spider-Man vibe, but a very you know very different thing, obviously. But yeah, he, he's he's based in spider you know uh, uh, powers, mm-hmm. and he's like always playing jokes on people. So yeah. in that way, he's like Spider-Man. But uh, no, I love that, and I love his chemistry with with Virgil. It's always it's always great. I just, like, I would have loved more episodes with the two of these guys together, you know? Like, yeah. part of it is that just the fact that he only shows up twice makes it special, you know? Yeah. But also, like, they have such a good dynamic together. Like, I just, it it delights me watching them together. I I would love to have seen him more, but on the other hand, he, you're right, he is more special this way. And also, they didn't screw it up. Like, yeah. every time you bring back a good character, you risk, like, it's like when they brought back Mr. Freeze one too many times. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the first appearance was like the perfect episode yeah. and the second one was still quite good and then mm-hmm. they did that movie and it was like well this is okay I guess. i'm still mad about my <laughs> wife mm-hmm. oh yeah what's her name nora <laughs> i'm just ahead now <laughs> mm-hmm. well see then they then it came back around because the batman beyond appearance i thought was great that was a great episode yeah they took terry through the whole like um no i think he's good and bruce is like oh i went through this so many times back in the day he's not He's not. Just don't trust him. Also, I oh, love Mister Freeze when back. he gets fu- when he gets fucked over. Yeah, me too. You don't want to mess with that guy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, what was your good thing? Uh, yeah. So, Bug Dude and his ability to, tr- to turn into a swarm of bugs is uh, both awesome and disgusting, which is my exact <laughs> jam. Yeah. That's another one. If you think about the logistics, though, like, what if he mm. loses three of them? Yep. <laughs> oh god, they got swatted. Where's my shoulder? <laughs> well, he used to be seven foot just... two, but obviously, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just like this nasty ass fucking uh, giant bug. Just like ah, I gotta kill Sharon or whatever and get the thing back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the cat guy's like, "All right, go reconnaissance or whatever." And he splits into a million bugs and flies away. I and love every... that kind of crap. Yeah, every bug can go in a different direction. Now, yep. does each one have his full consciousness, or... Like, again, just, I'm trying to figure out how it works. It's just know. him, but slightly dumber. <laughs> hmm. But it'd be cool, because he could be in the living room, the and then one of them goes mm-hmm. in the kitchen, and two of them would yeah. fly off and do that for you. <laughs> yeah, but they're bugs. Unless you want something very small from the kitchen, I don't know. Like, they're well, not going to carry a full... like, a whole arm's worth yeah. of bugs. Ah, okay. And you just do without an arm for a bit. Like... Mm-hmm. But if you're watching TV, me... it's fine. Yeah, that's true. That just makes me think of Swarm, the guy made of bees. Mm-hmm. Swarm. Yes, no, the it's very same. Swarm. Mm-hmm. Who I only knew from Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and did not realize in the comics he's a Nazi. And yeah, like, he's a Nazi bee man. That that made him less good to me. Oh. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, that's one of my favorite villains. Oh, really? You love Nazis, <laughs> huh? Oh shit. Never mind. No. <laughs> Why would you say it's that? Like real life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like real life. I thought I liked this person, but they're a Nazi. Uh huh. Oh, I just made myself sad. Yeah. We're not talking about a Nazi. We're talking about an Nancy. <laughs> there, I saved oh, it. No, that's a segue. Al, that was. Al, that was mm-hmm. great. Uh huh. Don't expect that again. <laughs> My good thing was uh, that joke. This, <laughs> it is a joke from someone you wouldn't expect a good joke from. This this harkens back to when we did Next Gen and we we on the Star Trek show and we uh, tasked ourselves with. Finding a good thing about Wesley when we could. Mm-hmm. Richie actually had a genuinely funny line in this episode. Yeah, I laughed out loud at this one too. Like Virgil, uh, 
says, hey, you need to look out for this leopard man. And uh, uh, Richie goes, you mean a tiger man? And he goes, no, he's a leopard. Well, why does he have stripes? Yeah. yeah. And then Nancy goes, I've always wondered about that stripe thing. <laughs> but it was very good. It was genuinely funny. Yep. Why I does think, he have stripes? Do I need to copyright this one? I think he did. Yeah, I don't who know. Knows? No, I think Dwayne McDuffie wrote this one because uh, it had a lot of great one-liners mm-hmm. in it. And that's one of the signs of, of a good episode of his. Yeah. Okay, let's do some bad things. There Dad, what do you got? Uh, okay. So, wait, okay. You can get powers from the spider gold thing, but you don't actually mm-hmm. need it. So, there's a way to get powers to as many people as possible, and Anansi is just keeping it. Wait, never mind. They're illusion powers, my fault. <laughs> illusion powers. Yeah, it, I wasn't clear about that because it was lost in some ruins for a long time, mm-hmm. and Anansi said it's the source of my power, and I was like, then why did you send it to another continent? Yeah. And I guess he's never actually seen the thing before, even though it gives him. Pa- I, yeah, it's like I, I get my powers from it, but I, it, it, it's, it's over there. Like, I don't actually yeah. have to have it, but I want it, mm-hmm. but I don't need it. Maybe what? it's like how p- maybe it's how plants get their powers from the sun, but they're mm-hmm. still very far from the sun. <laughs> you mean photosynthesis? Did I do mean that? Mm-hmm. Your favorite punchline. Yep. For a joke no one made. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, no, the the logic of it was, well, yeah, yeah. it's not super. I mean, important. The the logic of most people with powers in this show, you know, like mm. most of the Bang Babies, and you know, this is this is not unprecedented. Yeah, where you just have to pretend. Okay, this this all makes sense in universe, I assume. Yeah. But and but also, you have powers because of you know the pow- yeah, powers. The, the, powers. The, the, the powers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But the the illusion thing I do like because, like for instance, um, Anansi uses it to disguise him and Virgil as doctors to sneak into the hospital to talk oh. to the uh, the museum curator guy. And, mm-hmm. uh, this is actually my quote. Uh, to oh. if you want to put this in? Yeah. What is what is it? This is the disguised Anansi and Virgil and uh, Virgil commenting on the state of uh, healthcare in America. Why do I even bother? Once again, what's the diagnosis? Uh, the disease presents itself as a, um, mitochondrial conflagration. Good. Course of treatment? Well, first, we'll check the status of the patient's health insurance, then intubate something. Yep, very good. I can't imagine that joke being in any of the other shows. Nope. Quite good. Um, and poor Sharon. Well, Mm -hmm. I guess this kind of leads into your bad thing. Oh, yeah. Think she has the powers to solve her domestic problems, and it turns out no, not so much. I, one of the things I love about Sharon is that she finds this thing that she, as far as she knows, just grants wishes, mm-hmm. and she uses it to tidy up her neighborhood. Well, I mean, her dad's yelling at her the whole time, uh huh, which kind of leads into your bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just gonna throw this out for Mr. Hawkins, the character I like most of the time. Um, yeah. if your d- daughter doesn't do the dishes because she is doing too much volunteer work, mm-hmm. um. Maybe just settle down a bit, you know? Yeah, maybe you, a social worker, mm-hmm. should appreciate that she's following in your footsteps and doing good work in the community. Now, I'm not a parent, because I mm-hmm. hate children. <laughs> um, but, uh, Who doesn't? you know, if, if my kid uh, forgot to do the dishes because, again, doing too much volunteer work, yep. um, I think I'd let that one slide for a while. Maybe do or your they... own fucking dishes. <laughs> 
they turn it into a a horrible sort of sitcom running joke mm-hmm. because the the last beat of the episode is him saying, "This is your father. You still haven't done the dishes." Like Jesus, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they obviously thought, right? We can make this the last, you know, yeah, joke to yeah. end on. Like I, we have talked a lot about how we generally like the. Uh, vibe of Virgil's home life being sort of a sitcom family. Yeah, it, it contrasts nicely with his with his uh, superhero stuff, but sometimes it comes off really hacky like this. Well, and like the kids are such good kids, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and the dad, like on occasion, has had things to get really mad about, but he mm-hmm. doesn't. Like, he's, yeah, like anytime you think, oh, this is this is about to get ugly or a little dysfunctional, it doesn't. Because yeah. it's like, I, I need to control my anger. It, you were grounded. I will talk to you when I'm not mad anymore. It's like, just this you. one thing sounds like, feels really dumb and kind of petty. Yep. It really does. Uh, my bad thing. So, Sharon has been to Ghana. actual mm-hmm. The actual country. Like, she's been to Africa. Yep. Uh, she's, she's steeped herself in, you know, she went shopping. They implied that she's kind of superficial and, and bought a bunch of clothes and stuff. But yeah, I know but she, she also- learned... She, yeah. About the culture, for sure. Yeah, uh, you you can't not do that when you go to a country and stay there for a while. You're just going to absorb some things. Well, and one of the uh, things I liked about that, uh, sorry, I'll keep this quick. Just no, like the fact that it feels like that trip meant something to both of them. Like they, yeah. s- like they still think about it, and like like that was an important part of their childhood. You know, absolutely. No, and it, it's not just that she bought some cute hats and mm-hmm. outfits there. Like, she also seems to have really been into the culture. And now she volunteers at a museum with a West African exhibit. Yeah. So when she gets this artifact from, you know, that region, she goes to Richie, the whitest person in the <laughs> universe, Li- to help liter- figure out what the thing is. Like, come on, man. Literally the whitest kid you know. <laughs> yep. Also, putting aside that whole thing and mm-hmm. the fact that we hate Richie, like... It's hard to do that. That's mm-hmm. a lot of things to put well, aside. Well, we do hate Richie. But I don't know if we made that clear enough. He he is a smart kid, but he's smart in science. He doesn't know about culture and, like, he doesn't know about history and mythology and stuff like that. His his interest is more in, you know, like, physics and chemistry and things. It's very, very different. You know? the only well, you're thing, a nerd. The only thing I can figure is that it's, like, 2002 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Richie's the only kid they know who has the internet. Yes. It might be that, that and they, they kind of implied mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I they play him off as, like, this big hacker or whatever, but it's like, nah, he's just got Netscape Navigator. Uh-huh. He knows how to use Alta Vista. <laughs> yeah. He's going to ask bot, bot. Jeeves about something. Mm. I mean, I've pointed this out more than once, but that was a main plot point in the end of Better Call Saul, and That's, it delights me no that end. Is, that is true. I've thought more about Ask Jeeves this this last year that I have since 2001. Uh, the the deadly combination of uh, uh, comedy legend Carol Burnett and Ask Jeeves <laughs> was a major plot force in, the, in that show. That's going to come up in Jeopardy at some point. It'll be Carol Burnett yep. and Ask Jeeves. What's the question? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'll have long forgotten it by that yep. point. What are we talking about? <sighs> but yeah, I, I just, it just annoyed me. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, once again, doing that Thing with the secret identities where she's at Richie's house and then Gear shows up. Yep. And then Gear and Static show up and mm-hmm. she's like, hmm, where's Virgil and Richie? Uh-huh. Like, uh, come on, this is season four. I can't believe you just missed them. Uh-huh. <sighs> also, I, I've said this a million times, but fuck it. Richie's mask is just a clear helmet. You can see yeah, his it's a stupid, visor. You can see his stupid Richie face inside of it. I mean, yeah. the entire point of it is that 
he has to be able to see out of it to be able to see. So yeah. it, it is it is mostly transparent. Yes. It's like, oh, good gears here. Wow, you're just Richie in a helmet, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I suppose it's just like uh, Clark Kent's glasses that kind of thing. But there was an episode where it went from uh, static. They were all watching. The family were watching Static Shock on TV, mm-hmm. and then it cut to mm-hmm. to Rick to Virgil, and it was just like. Can't you see? He's exactly the same. Yeah, that he's, is your son and brother. Like, yeah. Also, he's got a very distinctive haircut that yes, it's mainly that people have. Yeah. No, it's in like fact, a... they they did address that in one episode. There was a dude uh, who's like trying to figure out who Static is, and someone says, "Look, they've got the same hair." And he's he's like, "Nah, a lot, a lot of brothers got that hair, or something. You know, <laughs> something to kind of say, no, we we've thought about that. There are a lot <laughs> of people with that haircut, but still." That is their, as you say, their their son and their brother. Like they it's know like better. if I showed up at your house wearing a domino mask and you went, who the fuck is this? <laughs> uh-huh. I've never understood those anyway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no, you've covered up the outsides of your eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your eyebrows are, are missing. I don't have no idea who you are. Well, it's why I didn't know the Riddler was Frank Gorshin for so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the ultimate riddle. <laughs> Well, in my defense, I thought he was John Aston for a little while. Yeah. Oh boy, that was bad. Mm-hmm, sure was. And I, John Aston in that in, in in that era was very charming and fun. Like yeah. the Adam family was great, but uh, he did not make a good Riddler. I mean, like that's a good pick for a celebrity Batman '66 villain, but like yeah, but not that one. No, no, no yeah, that one's taken. Of course, now he's an incel. Hmm. Oh, is he? Well, in oh, the, the I mean the the the, the Batman oh, in that movie. Oh, nah. the, like the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't mean John Aston. <laughs> no, John Aston like... is uh, still alive, though. Yes, I yeah. read yes, uh, I think he is. one of those AV Club things where they ask him about various roles through his career, and he's like ninety-six or something. He's still teaching acting. Like, oh, that, that's awesome. Yeah, it's great. And he had a lot of like a lot of history to talk about with that. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, Sorry. I... Also, making the Riddler an incel is a brilliant fucking. Oh idea. yeah, it was, exactly it, that type of person. It was hilarious when they had the. Video anyway. That's positive, I guess. I mean, if if you're not gonna do the Mad Hatter, that's that's mm-hmm. my go-to. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Batman incel villain. <laughs> At least the the animated version was. I mean, his entire thing was getting this one woman to sleep with him. But I'm such a nice guy. I opened the door for you. Oh my God, Jervis. <laughs> uh, I only have one more thing about this episode, mm-hmm. which was when Sharon is at Richie's house and she's figuring out how her powers work. She summons a llama to uh, terrorize Richie, which I thought was the most delightful thing. Yep. Uh, do you guys have anything else about this one? Uh, uh, no. I, just thought, I, I thought at first it was going to be about, you know, taking things from Africa and putting them in Western museums, but mm-hmm. then it wasn't. You know, like the, yeah, the, ben, in, the ben and Bronzes from Mali. That would have been interesting, but... I honestly liked that they dealt with that a little bit in the previous, the uh, uh, Static in Africa, where they talked about, yeah, it's nice to have the colonizers out and for us to, to do our own archaeology. And like, this is this is pretty ahead of its time to talk about this yeah. in early, you know, the early 2000s. Yeah, I think I preferred the last one slightly more than this one. Oh, yeah, me too. But this was still yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Like I said, totally. they didn't ruin yeah, it. Yeah, I said it was nice to see announce it again. Yeah, and they still had their chemistry, and, and they still did that great visual thing where they're riding on Static's thing, and, and Nancy's upside down. Yes. I love that. Which I, that looks great. All right. 
Uh, well, let's move on then to Fallen Hero. Mm -hmm. Gaz, please. Okay. Starig is upset as he's seen the news. I know the feeling. Although in this case, it's because it seems that Green Lantern is now a criminal. In this case, he's stealing money from banks rather than rather than calling himself Parallax and destroy Coast City. When Green Lantern comes to Dakota, Static confronts him, not realizing it's the sinister, um, sinestro in disguise. Then he <laughs> finds the real Green Lantern, and despite Lantern somehow growing stubble in seconds and insisting he's innocent, Static gets him put in jail. Later, Static finds uh, Green Lantern's ring in his pocket. He must have put it there during their altercation. After talking to the incarcerated Lantern, he realizes that the one on the rampage is actually Sinestro, disguised as Green Lantern, using power absorbed from his stolen power battery. Ah, of course, one of uh, Joseph Campbell's seven basic plots. <laughs> Static teams up with his fallen, with the fallen hero. Hey, that's the name of the episode. He also provides a power source for Green Lantern to recharge his ring using his electricity. Together, the heroes take down Sinestro and expose him as the culprit. Green Lantern's reputation is preserved, and Static's faith is restored in his hero. I did not know there was another crossover episode. Yeah, I was surprised by this one. And it's, like, part of it's just because they don't name them, like, yeah. hey, this one's got Green Lantern in it or whatever. I mean, they put the word League in the Justice League one, yeah. but other than that, you're right. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was it was a fun surprise seeing, like, oh, oh, yeah, this guy. Well. And, like, I, I mentioned this when we did the Justice League crossover. Um, like, I wanted to see more of Static and uh, Green Lantern, you know? Well, you got your wish. And, yeah, here it is. I mean, this leads me to my good thing, which is, y you knew I was going to say the voice acting. I always oh, say yeah. the voice acting. But I'm saying it anyway. Like, I've sung Phil Lamar's praises from day one on this show. That guy does such a good job of making Static and Virgil, like, so engaging and charming and... Even just the thing he does where he pitches his voice up to sound like a kid. I know what Phil Lamar's real voice sounds like, and he does an excellent job of just that, but the, but the emotions in particular. And uh, doing an episode where the other primary character is also him, and then on top of that, there's two of that guy? Yep. Like, now he's just showing off. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, there's one other voice acting thing, which is uh, nobody's going to notice this but me. This was just a thing that delighted me. The, when the news that made Gav so unhappy <laughs> came on, and uh, we're, all, we're all with you. Um, uh, Kevin Michael Richardson, who does the voice of uh, uh, Virgil's dad, and he, he's, he also does mostly evil, growly uh, villain types, because he's got, you know, one of those excellent, very deep sort of Michael Dorn type voices. Uh, he did a very clear Frank Welker doing a different voice impression. Like, he was like Frank Welker as Freddy. Mm -hmm. I, I, again, this is just something that I think I appreciate, but it was one voice actor clearly imitating another voice actor for a minor role, and it just it made me smile. Oh. So, but but the main thing, uh, Phil Lamar being like four out of the six characters in this episode mm -hmm. was just, or you know, I guess three out of the five, whatever. Just very very good. Well, I like he's so good. I wanted to see how they listed it, so I checked the credits at the end, and it's Phil mm -hmm. Lamar as Static, Virgil Hawkins, Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. Wait, what? I don't know what else it would be, but, you know. Well, he's also Sinestro. Well, Yeah, when I looked up cool. Sinestro on, I guess, the DC wiki thing, it said uh, Voices mm -hmm. was uh, the guy who plays him, and uh, Phil Lamar. Uh, Phil Lamar. Oh, yeah, I suppose he is, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, and actually, I think we've brought up this performer before, but mm -hmm. Sinestro is played by uh, Ted Levine, who played Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Yep. So that's... Uh, because my, my thing is, like, he doesn't sound very sinister. He sounds very 
like he does sound evil, but in more of a sleazy way. Yes, well, he's kind. Of, he's, yeah, I he's thought he sounded a bit sorry, like a uh, rat, like someone on the rat pack. Yeah, I could see that. Hey, yeah, how's it going, Johnny? <laughs> hey there, boy. Oh, steal some more gold from this bank. I think I think it was the Johnny thing. Yeah, I think that was definitely a part of it. The but, thing is, sorry, go ahead. No, please. I am used to a very specific type of Sinestro, and that is because uh, we watched, I think, five Green Lantern movies, all of which <laughs> featured Sinestro as a good guy, and then hinted that, like, in the next one, he was going to turn into a bad guy, and yeah. then he doesn't. So he did that five times, and he's always got, like, a kind of, like, eh, soon I will destroy the Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> yeah. well, he, he, he's got that little mustache. He looks like he should sound like an evil Vincent Price. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's kind of what they do. So but I was put off initially that he's, like, stealing gold, and I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty okay with him just being petty for this episode. Well, I loved him saying, gold, my favorite color. And that mm -hmm. felt like the, the comics writer Gail Simone does this mm -hmm. very specific thing on her Twitter where she loves to troll people and say obviously wrong things and then yep. just sit back and watch the fallout. And Green Lantern saying his favorite color is, you know, gold slash yellow. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, that must have made a certain kind of person just, just like... Oh, yeah, I would have loved that. Yep. Would have loved to see that reaction. Oh. Um, actually, yeah. Uh, excuse me. Uh, mm -hmm. I think you'll find <laughs> Except no. she doesn't even say shut up. She just goes, no, I'm pretty sure. I wrote Green Lantern for a while. I'm pretty sure his, uh, Sinestro's favorite color is gold. Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's jo at that point you think it's John. Mm-hmm. Sinestro's favorite color is gold because he's got a yellow ring. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh... What do you got for a good thing, Dev? Uh, it's nice to see the characters from the wider uh, DCAU as it makes the universe feel mm -hmm. part of a larger whole. And mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong; it shouldn't be every week. Uh, it's important, you know, to build Static's own world, which which they do when they have in the four series. Mm -hmm. But it's just nice to, see, you know, see it as part of well, the DC yeah. animated universe. Well, and and to us, it feels like they do these every other week but mm -hmm. you know we cover two or three episodes at a time so i think they really only do it maybe twice a season so it's yeah not, it's not too much it, it it balances out and it doesn't it never feels like hey it's your third issue here's spider-man you know like right it feels earned that virgil's like standing with all of these other characters you know yeah and they always respect him which i yeah. love and he he is always very starstruck by it. like wait a minute batman Asked me for help? Really? Yeah. Batman? Aw. It's, it's, it's so cute seeing this kid, like, yeah. excited about that. Yeah. It, it's a hard line to walk without falling into just, like, these guys say this kid is cool, so, like, you know. Oh, yeah. It's his it show, getting the, so of getting course the they character say over. Right. Yeah. Plus, but, um, whenever uh, he, he turned, they fought Green Lantern the first time, who wasn't Green Lantern, and Green mm -hmm. Lantern knew he was static. So obviously Sinestro mm -hmm. knows he's static, so you know it's yeah. not like he's just playing around right. in his Some backyard. guy that met the Justice League once, yeah. <laughs> right? Oh no, it's static and um, football kid. <laughs> Gear. Football. Ah, yeah, right, right, right. Static R two D two. Right. <laughs> Foot football boy. Football. Why? Why? Uh, oh, because of the helmet. Of the helmet. Yeah. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. His stuff always looks like helmety i could see that i, I and um, i don't think Bur uh i don't think sinestro knows what the burger king kids club is oh you don't think they have that in sector whatever <laughs> i know little of your burger king kids club uh, i know little of these er early 60s sitcoms still one of my favorite jokes 
same. Um, the the thing that I've pointed out as uh, with every crossover episode and it continues here is the vibe is very different every time. Mm-hmm. Like they don't repeat the same story. It's with Batman. It was oh my god, my hero, mm-hmm. everybody's hero. Batman is here. Yeah, the superhero in the DCAU. Mm-hmm. But with with the other guys, they've always done something a little different. And here it's like oh no. I look up to this guy, and it turns out he's a jerk. I I hate that. And they dealt with some of his conflict very well, and, and, you know, it was very good. Yeah. Well, this sort of ties into my good thing. Mm -hmm. I love how pissed Virgil is by John's apparent betrayal. Oh, yeah. They never specifically say it in the episode, but he is so angry that this other black superhero that he respects is just robbing banks now. Like, Mm -hmm. and, like, it leads to, like, when real John shows up and is like, no, you've got to listen to me, like... Mm-hmm. Virgil is so fucking angry, and it's why yep. like John gets arrested. Yeah. No, I I enjoyed that Great. as well. It's yeah. Um. I I think they did a, a good job with just with his with his arc with mm-hmm. his like because he has just had stars in his eyes all of this time every time yeah. he meets another superhero. So once being sort of disillusioned by one and saying oh oh shit wait maybe he's not good yeah. That's a that's an interesting angle, I think. Just that, like, oh, this guy I respected, and actually it turns out he sucks. Mm-hmm. We all know that feeling. God knows we've had it enough. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then they sort of tied that in with the news and, you know, whether you can believe it and that kind of thing, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is 2004. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was very good. Um... And I, I did like him doing sort of petty things. Like, at first, I'm like, okay, Green Lantern's gone bad. We'll find out why, but is he robbing banks like he's got all of space at his disposal why would he just rob a bank and and it's like oh because sinister is just trying to drag his name through the mud in yep. the, like the the broadest way possible to make the most people see what he's doing and like yep. okay that's actually not bad uh but uh gav this kind of ties into your bad thing uh yes well i mean i enjoyed the episode but as soon as i saw green lantern being evil and stealing money i thought ah it's one of those stories the problem with this mm-hmm. is it's either someone in disguise, they've been possessed, or a black man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and my my thing about that, and you know, going back to Star Trek, isn't that you're doing this kind of story? It's that you're trying to trick us, the audience, into thinking yeah. it's true. Like, don't do that. Make us know what's going on, and then Virgil can find out. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? Like, that's more interesting to me. Then I don't feel like you're using narrative tricks to trick me into something I know isn't true. You yeah. Know? Well, it's it, it always tr- like for me uh, personally, it always turns into okay. So which one is he? Yeah, you have to guess the 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 twist, and you're not enjoying the story because mm-hmm. you're looking for, you know, where the twist is. Well, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, Sinestro, and I'm like, he doesn't have shape shifting powers because again, <laughs> it's me. Mm-hmm. He like, can I project. He he can project an image of John. I would assume. I don't know. Well, yeah, but it would have to be all green. I guess that's true, or yellow because he's mm-hmm. got his yellow ring. Yeah. Yeah, but then that was green, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. I just had an unpleasant thought. Does this count as blackface? Oh. <laughs> is Sinestro in blackface? That makes it a little worse. I don't know. Yeah, probably best not to explore that too Also, much. Sinestro is red, so like I don't oh, know yeah. there either. <laughs> All right, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Maggie, what's your bad thing? Uh, what was my bad thing? Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Static just being able to recharge Green Lantern's ring just does not work for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a bad idea 
if you want to make the entire episode around that. Mm -hmm. But, like, just saying, yeah, I had to get more electricity and it charged my battery, or it charged my ring in a way that, like... Well, it solved a problem... It solved a problem that was looming through the entire episode, and that's suddenly the big thing in the third act. Is like, ah, but Static fixed it. Really? Yeah. How? <laughs> that, that's the thing. And it also, like, there, there's a lot of Green Lantern crap, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like even just if you if you only know the character from Justice League, like, you still know that, like, the, the Green Lantern ring is, like, a like a special thing. It has, like, special rules and everything. You gotta yeah, say, the batteries like, are a special thing. Yeah. You, you can't just have, like, a, like, oh, my battery or my ring's dead and my battery's missing, I guess I'll just go to the fucking power station and plug it in. Yeah. You guys like, got some 9 volts? I can probably make this work. Like, you could do something cool with static recharging, like, John's ring, like, and explaining how that works, and, like, oh, it's not regular electricity, like, Virgil makes uh, special electricity, and now mm -hmm. it uses, it, it, it works differently or something. But, like, if you're gonna do that, you have to put the work in. You can't just have it happen because there's only five minutes left in the episode, and we need to John have powers again. Yeah, no, it was it was not that. Maybe maybe they could have done a thing where it's like because uh, Sinestro had a collection of rings mm -hmm. from other lanterns that he defeated. Like maybe they could get a hold of those, and each one has a little bit of charge left, and Virgil can somehow take that out and put it in his ring or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you've got, like, no charge, but I can sort of bump it up enough to get us through the... Like, it's... The, you know. These all have 5%, but I can I can be the conduit to take it out of those rings and give it to you or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Also, yeah. you can't show me that many Green Lantern rings and not have someone put them all on and twiddle their fingers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh... I... So, my bad thing... Well, I got a couple. One is... That you, you mentioned the Green Lantern oath. Mm-hmm. I really like that in the comics a lot. Yeah. I've always enjoyed, even as, like, going back to when I was a little kid, reading them doing the oath, but I don't think I've ever heard it out loud and had it not sound really corny and lame to me. Yep. It's not something that translates well from the page, I think. Like, and as much as I sing the praises of Phil Lamar, the great voice actor, I still think him saying in brightest day, da-da-da-da-da, I, I thought it sounded dumb. I had some, like, I was watching this, and, like, he gets his, like, battery back. And he mm -hmm. starts doing, doing the oath, and I'm like, John, you do not have time right now to do the whole dramatic reading of the thing. You just, I just expected to be like, a brightest day and black, blackest night. Mm -hmm. Ah, you know, day, night. Let's uh, bang this out real quick, because I need power back. Yeah, that would have been good if he done that. Yeah. Rah-rah, mm -hmm. uh. go Green Lantern. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like when your crazy uncle comes in and says... Grace or whatever, but he mm -hmm. says one of the things that like makes the other relatives go, oh, "You shouldn't say that." Yeah, good food. He's good got like drink. a dirty version of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but my my actual bad thing was uh, there were actually a lot of great one-liners in this one, but there's one where, uh, so John says, uh, "Yeah, I was. It wasn't me. It was Sinestro." And uh, Virgil goes, "Oh, our bad." Mm -hmm. And uh, Green Lantern says, "Not just bad, horrible." Yeah. That that line was horrible, guys. That, Sorry. That's not, rough. Not good. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what else? Uh, Let's see here. Why did he have stubble? Did he need his ring to shave or something? Maybe. I Yeah, it could be. I mean, the real reason was they needed us to be able to tell the difference between them, and they also put a bunch of holes in his clothes, mm -hmm. but uh, they could have come up with something else. You're not wrong. Like, I don't he, know, my, uh, I can't use my ring to uh, tailor my costume anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Oh no, my rags. <laughs> <laughs> I was using my ring for to make people think I was, uh, you know, wealthy and uh, well to do. My precious rags. <laughs> Although he did look my nice hair. in that coat. Yeah, he looked yeah, great in that good. coat. I wonder if he got the idea from Virgil. Right in my own. Coat, yeah, I could do a coat. There are there are certain superheroes that just rock a jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Batman looks good in like Batman looks good in a jacket when he has one occasionally. Yep. Yep. Hmm. I don't think I I don't think I'm familiar with jacketed Batman. There, it, there, what? I'm trying to think of when it was from. Was there was there something like that in like uh, Gotham by Gaslight or one of the sort of like there, old timey costumes? I also like I read a recent uh, Chip Zdarsky Batman comic where mm. uh, where he switched over to a jacket. It was uh, I think Joe or not Joe Kubert, one of the other Kuberts drew it, and it looked fucking great. Mm. Where it, oh, it's that instead of a cape. Yeah, I mean that makes more sense, mm. and you still get the flowing thing behind him, but you don't like the cape doesn't make sense in a yeah. Uh, it had like a high collar or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I could see that. Look cool. Yep. Uh, what else? I have a Superman 3 oh. thing. Yes. Of course you do. Please. Right, you've got the stubble on the hero. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you've got the two heroes who are the same fighting amongst tires. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Always wanted to fly, Stuart. Now's your chance. <laughs> yep. Yes. Very good. Oh, is we a... didn't mention uh, there's a fake out where uh, Sinestro tries to get the ring and, and uh, Virgil gives it to him and it's actually a Captain Dwayne decoder oh, ring. Yep. Which I think is the only Dwayne McDuffie like actual call out mm-hmm. like uh, reference in the in the series that I've seen and uh, it was a good one. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. There's a bit at the end where um, it's revealed that uh, one of the John Stewarts is actually Sinestro and you hear like some small talk from the crowd like you normally get mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. And someone goes, oh, there's two of them. <laughs> and I inevitably go, oh, there's, there's two, two of, of them. them. It was, yeah. For the three people that know that Strong Bad reference. Mm-hmm. Well, the rest of you should go watch Strong Bad. It's still there. Yeah. It's still funny. I think the guy that said, oh, there's two of them was, was way behind everyone else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always love when that happens. Like, there's like mutter, mutter, mutter. And then one guy's just like, look over there. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see those two superheroes fighting? <laughs> oh, my God, Ray. Catch up. My baby! <laughs> or there's a guy saying, oh, who cares? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, the thing is, if you if you do the audio right, you can have people saying all that stuff and you mix it and you can't tell what they're saying. It's yeah. just an incoherent jumble. But if you do it bad, then you'll hear them saying really stupid things. Mm-hmm. And that's always funny. Rhubarb, rhubarb, rhubarb. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end, uh, when Richie hears uh, John doing the Green Lantern thing, he's like, we really need an oath. And I just imagine him then proceeding to write the greatest <laughs> rap in the history of music. Yep. My name is Gear, and I'm here to oh, say, God. I like Fruity Pebbles in a major way. Hey, Virgil, now can I say the N-word? No, never. No. Richie, what did I say? Oh, God. What else? There's two episodes in a row where someone gave a small thing secretly to a teenager. <laughs> That's true. I saw in your notes where uh, it's like, where's Green Lantern's ring? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe you give it to Sharon. Yeah. <laughs> Here, you'll protect this powerless uh, teenager. <laughs> yeah. What a good caretaker of my uh, priceless, irreplaceable mm-hmm. item. This teenager. <laughs> yep. Uh, once again, someone gets wrapped up in Richie's robot tentacle thing and instantly breaks out. Mm-hmm. 
I, I did like. Oh, go ahead. I had the thought last week, and I forgot to mention it. I'm starting to wonder if Richie built like like uh like a device that helped him fight crime, or if he just built a little robot and put it on its back, and its job is just to keep him. It's just to protect him. Because I keep seeing Richie screaming and running away from uh, villains. It's like the uh, equivalent of when you're in gym class and you're doing just enough to look like you're keeping up with the class, but exactly. you're definitely not. Like, yeah. that's Richie. It's like he built Johnny Five to live on his <laughs> back and keep him from getting beat up. Mm -hmm. Only he didn't name him something cool like Johnny Five. He named his backpack Backpack. <laughs> that's still the worst thing I've ever heard. I thought his name was Backpack for a while. Oh, his oh, yeah. name? You know, uh, superhero rather than, than gear. Yeah. That might be better than gear, honestly. <laughs> I, and it's definitely better than a backpack named Backpack, which yeah. makes me irrationally angry every time I think about <laughs> it. Well, a boy named Backpack is already better than a backpack named Backpack. Yes. It's at least more imaginative. I would definitely call his uh, his uh, four-issue miniseries that gets canceled uh, a, back <laughs> a boy named Backpack. <laughs> oh, God. And then, of course, uh, the, the, the follow-up series, Backpack's Back All Right. <laughs> uh, there, was a, there was a very good line from um, uh, when, when they get, uh, when, when John sort of joins the fight and uh, Static's like, okay, I'll go help Gear. And, and for, uh, uh, John goes, yeah, this time it's personal. And there's a long pause and he goes, yeah, like I said, I'll go help Gear. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh, the speaking of the Richie's tentacles thing, there was a, there's a bit in the in the fight between mm. John and Sinestro where he uh, punches the ground and it cracks and opens and a bunch of tentacles come out. Yep, which I thought was actually a good visual. Like, honestly, his ring constructs in Justice League never seemed particularly creative to me, but I like that one. He he always seems like the guy that just sort of shoots beams. Yeah, like he's, he's got the, the straightforward guy. thing. Yeah, or you know, he makes a fist or like a yeah. like a like a simple tool like an axe or a you know a shovel or whatever mm. will do the job but like there's never really any creative flair to it but the tentacles were good yeah uh, uh let's else? see one last dig on richie <laughs> uh-huh for, for this episode like listen mm -hmm. i'll be back next time you'll be back <laughs> so there's the part <laughs> Ugh, <laughs> it's still a better name for me <laughs> Uh-huh. Anyway, so Virgil is attacking uh, Green Lantern with his lightning powers, like doing this big, like... Mm-hmm. And then we get a shot of Richie leaning out a window like he's the Batman cameo and just hucking <laughs> a smoke grenade at it. And I'm just mm. like, if that's not the difference between these two so-called superheroes, I don't know what is. And then, like, he, I, I just imagine when he defeats him, he's like, yeah, I, I loosened the, the jar for you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh-huh. Thanks, dipshit. Uh huh. Anything else? Uh, that's everything I got. Yeah, Gav, uh, what do you got for a quote? Oh yeah, it's uh, the obligatory Batman reference. All that time we worked with him, who knew he could turn so evil? But we should have been able to tell somehow. Hey, what chance did we have if he could fool Batman? Well, you gotta have one of those. Yeah, very good. I. Didn't, like I said, I didn't hate these episodes. No, like, they were good. I, I just, I, every week I'm like, oh, Richie's still a superhero. He's still a big part of this show. I'm not mm -hmm. going to like these episodes. And then it's like, okay, these were okay. Okay, yeah. he wasn't even in this one. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's good. And we've only got like, I don't know, eight more left or something like that. So yeah. maybe, maybe it'll continue to be decent. I hope so. 
Yeah, we will see. Yeah. Uh, but that's all for this time. Next time we have, what do we have? Next time we will show you another one. Uh, oh, uh, one is called Army of Darkness. Absolutely no idea. We're still just naming these after movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one is No Man's Island. Hmm. Not a clue. But uh, I believe Michelle will be joining us for those. Oh, That'll awesome. Michelle, like like all of us, completely unfamiliar with the show going in. So uh, always interesting to hear. Uh... So, Gav, I, I have to ask yeah. you this, and this is not a trap, I promise. It sounds it's like a trap. it, but it's not. Based it's on these... Based on these episodes, would you watch the rest of the series? Uh, probably not. Okay. But they, they were yes. enjoyable to watch. But I, I, have, I, have, tell you... I have 2022 TV to watch. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah, just a nonstop uh, barrage of bread and services. Yeah. There's too yeah. many other things. We Doom could, Patrol we got could... a fourth season. Like, we can't just... Like, yeah. we can't just Watch ignore that. Yeah. No. Oh, believe me, I won't. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet we could boil it down to maybe five sort of, like, very good oh, episodes. Oh, yeah. But, but you've already seen at least one of them, so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I that's the say, thing. I wouldn't watch all of this, but I could definitely pull together a, a list of episodes that are definitely worth watching. But, I mean, I feel the same way about Batman Beyond as well. Mm-hmm. There are exemplary episodes about that. There's also ones you could definitely see. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. But then, you know, then you have the one with um, Niger. <laughs> that one. Oh, I would definitely say you need to watch that episode just so you can get all our great Niger jokes. Yeah. I believe that was, uh, was it April Moon? Uh, maybe? Yeah, because that was the name of the woman. The Yeah. Yep. April Moon. Nice. Good work. Uh-huh. Well, I don't remember anything else. Literally anything else. So. Uh, okay. As ever, uh, the website is kidslovebatman.com. Uh, com. If you want to write to it, it says Kids Love Batman Podcast at Gmail. As I mm-hmm. mentioned, we are near the end of the series, which means we will be answering your mail soon. We would love to hear from you. Yes. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Algar. I'm at, at Maggie Robots. Gav, oh, I'm at. Give yours or no? Uh, Irish Gav Brown. I to think Very well. And uh, we'll be back next week. Yep. See you, folks. Twala, knee jerk. For more information about this show and the people who make it, visit kidslovebatman.com. To provide financial support for this show and all of the shows produced by Algar Productions, consider a pledge at patreon.com algar. That's double A-L-G-A-R. The Kids Love Batman podcast is a co-production of Maggie Robotham and Ron Algar Watt. Copyright 2022, Algar Productions. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.